0: Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award winning real estate coaches and number one international best selling authors Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic real time coaching. Get ready. For fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We're your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris, broadcasting live from just north of Austin, Texas. Julie, my dear, welcome to today's podcast.
1: Thank you. It's great to share the podcast with you. We've got a lot of great things to cover with our current topic du jour that everyone seems to be really enjoying talking about Napoleon Hill's principles of success. There's no better time to embrace that and implement at least some of those principles as we get ready for a new year and new planning and all that good stuff. And before we get started, I've just got a couple of Facebook shout-outs whenever you're ready. No, go for it. All right, perfect. So we have, this is our private Facebook page for our Premier Coaching members, Peyton Pfeiffer. Hopefully I'm saying that right. But at any rate, uh, Peyton posted some really beautiful weekly market updates for her marketplace. And Tim, you and I know this from our practice. People love getting those market updates, new listings sold, average sale price, how long is it taking to sell. They typically will keep that more than many other types of postcards or door hangers. So nice job on that and it's very professional and friendly looking as well. And let's see. Some of you guys are posting some funny uh, open house pictures with snow sticking to them, for example, and that's oh. great. The more the merrier. That means there's less agents working, and if you're doing an open house, I remember one of the first uh, ones that we went to before we were even licensed, we thought, wow, how can somebody get that kind of action in an open house? Well, just goes to show that people still buy and sell even in the frozen tundra, so we always like those pictures. That kind of goes hand-in-hand with the pictures of vacant office space and our agents being the but only ones working Julie, this time of year. Yes.
0: To answer her question, though, this is a uh, she posted a picture of this Remax open sign with snow plastered to it. You actually Great. can put a uh, – she was asking a very practical question, how do I prevent snow from sticking to my sign. You can get mm-hmm. something called Rain-X, which is for windshields That's, of cars. Okay. Uh, that'll work. But you can also get something – it's uh, called – it's a ceramic coat. You, um, it, I don't know how to explain it other than this, this tiny little bottle, and you're supposed to put it on cars, and it prevents the cars from basically having water stick to them and all this stuff. It's a new technology that goes beyond just mirror wax. Uh, Rain-X won't last very long. That's the only problem with it. But the ceramic coating would prevent the snow and whatnot from sticking to your sign. So just to answer your very practical right question, that is the answer, yeah.
1: Very nice. So, and, uh, yeah, that's what we for
0: things. Yep.
1: Yeah, I know. And the answer is to not stop doing open houses. It's okay if you're the only one who's working it. That means you're going to be the one with all of the business, and we're totally Well, you know that.
0: what, Julie? Now that we're talking about signs real quick and I don't want to spend a lot of time on this obviously. but the other thing you guys should do, this is you know the time of year where a lot of people sit around and think about what they want to do differently, um, and mm-hmm. we can make this practical. So one of the things you guys can also do is you can uh, consider getting reflective real estate signs. When Julie and I were selling real estate, I would say probably ninety percent of our business was in a you know subdivision or whatever where there were street lights, but we did have the occasional property that wasn't in the subdivision. So here's what Julie and I did. We researched and found there was a company is was actually in Cincinnati, Ohio, called Reflective Real Estate, and they also made stop signs and whatnot. So if, your, if headlights hit the signs, it would glow back. So that's a good idea if you're upgrading your signs, and they're metal, And so they last a lot longer than what rot, and they come in really nice, high-quality metal frames, which are powder-coated. So those will last most for sale signs, which are basically just made with corrugated cardboard. don't even last a whole season. Um, But if you get the metal ones, they'll last probably two or three years. They do eventually start to fade, but for the most part, that's a very good investment. Um, And, yeah, that's also something – I'll give you guys another little uh, interesting little tidbit here. Most cases, the signs that you guys are putting in yards uh, are smaller than actually what you can put in based on local zoning restrictions. The for sale sign is one of the most powerful marketing tools you'll, you'll ever be able to create, ever. I mean, if you think about it, a for sale sign is a, like a mini billboard with your personal contact information on it that you're legally allowed to put in residential neighborhoods you know, in your community. I mean, that's pretty insane. Can you imagine if you know, Google or Amazon could do the same thing? They can't, it's <laughs> illegal. The only thing that's legal. Are political signs and for sale signs, so it's you have to leverage that up as much as you can. so consider using a reflective real estate sign, do some homework. Find out what your uh, maximum sign size can be, and then absolutely order the largest signs that your, you know, zoning will permit, and then order uh, reflective signs. You will find that you probably are undersizing your signs by probably thirty percent, maybe as much as fifty percent. And the reason is, is because the local sign company, who everyone gets their sign company, their signs from, is, that's just the size they've been making them forever. It has nothing to do with zoning. So this is some nerdy stuff that you know when you're, th- but here's how it works. When you're in a listing presentation, you show a picture to the seller of what your sign looks like at night when headlights hit head it, versus your competitor's signs, and just that tiny, tiny little thing is going to be another little feather in your cap when it comes to them choosing who they're going to hire for the job of selling their home. So little nerdy things like that can go a long ways. Um, And those of you guys who have sold real estate before and been in front of thousands of sellers like we have, you know, in really competitive situations, it's sometimes just those little things that make the difference between getting the listing and not. So, Julie, um, you mentioned that we are picking up today where we left off, talking about the Napoleon Hill uh, 17 Laws of Success. And I want to let these guys know where they can get Think and Grow Rich for free. And Think and Grow Rich was not Napoleon's first book, but it was one of his first books. Uh, It was written in the 20s. We are giving away free copies of Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. Now, you can buy these on Amazon. There's tons of them for sale on Amazon, twenty or thirty bucks. Some of them are as cheap as ten bucks. But we'll give it to you for free. All you've got to do, and this is a big book, all you've got to do is go to free coaching calls for free coaching calls for and we'll give you a downloadable digital version of uh, Think and Grow Rich. But we also enhanced it with adding some real estate stories, some parables, if you will. So it's Think and Grow Rich for, uh, you know, Think and Grow Rich for real estate. Um, this is something that Julie put together a number of years ago, but the information it's still absolutely perfect for this time of year or any time of year. So go ahead and download that at freecoachingcallsforagents.com. And the other thing I want you—well, you'll get automatically by signing yourself up for a coaching call with one of our new member coaches—is you're also going to get a copy of our other one of our other books. We've written like ten, but one of the other ones which people really like are um, the Real Estate Treasure Map. Now, the Real Estate Treasure Map is your business plan. So some of you guys are going to wait until next year, and then you're going to go to some office meeting, and they're going to give you a one form, you know, one, you know, eight and a half by eleven thing, and call that your business plan. You've done that year in and year out, and it never works. You know, maybe they'll have somebody come in to your office and help you put your business plan together. Guys, don't wait until next year to create your business plan. Do it now. And the one that we, uh, ours is copywritten. There's a lot of original content in it, but go ahead and go to again freecoachingcallsforagents.com. And you can uh, download that book for free real estate treasure map, or you can go to Amazon and buy it for ten bucks, but I 'll just give it to you for free and uh, there you go. So free coaching calls for agents so Julie, what point did we leave off on the other day?
1: I think we're on point number eleven: controlled attention and boy, is this a challenge in real estate right? We nickname this looking at pretty shiny things <laughs> because there's <laughs> so many distractions <laughs> in real estate, so controlled attention Napoleon wrote. Control your attention, keep your mind on the things you want and off the things you don't want. It is much easier to focus your attention on something you believe will happen than on something you believe is unlikely. Controlled attention is the act of coordinating all the faculties of your mind and directing their combined power to a specific end. Positive and negative emotions cannot occupy your mind at the same time. Independence starts with self-dependence. I thought that was a great, huge point about controlled attention. If you're focusing on all of the negative stuff happening around you, which is easy to find if you you know, just turn on the news or what have you, but our clients know to have a media-free morning. But if you focus on that, you'll get more of that. If you focus on what you do want, like more business, more happy clients, more closings, closer together, you're a lot more likely to do that. So controlled attention was point number 11. Anything you want to add to well, that? Well, you said time?
0: something well, no, you hit the nail on the head with a media-free morning. So, guys, if you want to uh, have Julie and I make that point tactical and practical because it is a little obtuse the way he wrote it, here's the bottom yeah. line. Uh, just have a media, start with a media-free morning. And by media-free, we mean literally purge yourself of all external influence. And in some cases, that's going to – well, in every case, it's going to mean your email. When you wake up in the morning, guys, how many of you – or the first thing you do is log in – you know, look at your feet, this, the other thing, Facebook, Twitter, whatever you're doing. You allow other people's thoughts, and usually those aren't very positive reinforcing thoughts, to flood your mind. You check your email, you read the news. Guys, the news is nothing other than propaganda, and, and I don't care what political leaning you have, that's all it's become. It's complete garbage. Uh, just completely purge it from your mind that 's just in essence people that are trying to basically control you out of fear it doesn 't matter what side of the aisle you are on. so do yourself a favor and if you want controlled attention, if you want to truly have to the you know previous point point number ten, have accurate thinking, be very close what you allow to enter in your mind. so start with media free mornings, literally purge all media from your life. And then if you need to check in emails, if you're saying, oh my gosh, Tim, uh, my people are expecting to hear from me, da-da-da-da-da. What you do is you train them when you're going to be returning calls, you train them when you're going to be returning emails. So you simply say, I'll be returning all calls and emails, after 12:30 or between 12:30 and one thirty you tell them, and they'll know what to expect. You tell your sellers that that's how you operate when you list a house; that they shouldn't expect immediate response, they shouldn't expect to hear back from you on the weekend, they shouldn't expect to hear back from you on the holidays. You basically decide how you're going to work and what parameters you're going to work, and people will respect that. Matter of fact, guys, if you think about it, that's you know that's something that we've all that we agents convince themselves is they have to be available to uh, their clients at any time. And that is true to a certain extent, if at any time is during normal working hours when you've carved out the time for that type of work. Other than that, you have to stay professional. Every other professional, doesn't matter, has a schedule that they stick to and people expect a schedule with them. If I call you and you drop everything to go show me a house, does that make me respect you more or respect you less? Right? And if you're actually in the position where you think you have to drop everything and go show a house, that tells me you probably don't have any listings. That probably tells me that you don't have any lead generation things going on, that you are willing to basically interrupt your entire day just to go to show a house. That's what Julie and I call Pop-Tart Realtors, and we got that from uh, Howard Brinton. So, Julie, the next point is, again, kind of obtuse, but you and I will make this practical. Teamwork. Inspire teamwork. There's no record of any great uh, contribution to civilization Without the cooperation of others, enthusiasm is contagious and teamwork is. Oh, my thing just scrolled away. Okay, and see it. Enthusiasm is contagious and teamwork is the inevitable result. A good football team relies more on harmonious uh, harmonious coordination of effort than individual skill. People will respond more freely to a request than they will. uh, You guys get the gist of it. So here's the thing. When it comes to teamwork in real estate, when you guys are scaling your businesses, and we talk about this in Harris Rules, there's a lot of ways to do it, but there's only really one way to do it where you're going to maximize profit. So there will always be ways for you to basically build your team, to add staff. But again, I'm going to caution all of you. As you roll into next year, we're getting emails, and I see some of you guys are talking about building teams and all of that. You need to start out with the big question as to why you're wanting to build a team. What's your goal? And when I ask you guys that question, oftentimes you do not have an answer. You say things like, to sell more homes, do more transactions. Some of you might say, because I don't want to work with buyers anymore. All these types of things. And I understand that. We've sold real estate. Trust me, we get it. But here's the, the flip side to all of that. If you have to sacrifice virtually all of your profit, will you still want to build a team? If you had to basically make it so that you had to, had to sell more houses, had to take on more responsibility, had to take on more liability in order to make the same net income that you are now, as maybe with you and just one assistant, would you still want to do it? You wouldn't. Nobody talks about that, but the simple fact is that most teams are obscenely unprofitable. In other words, the person taking the risk is the one that's making usually the least money in the team. You know, So you guys really have to be thinking with clear heads before you have that conversation. And when you listen to other people talking about building teams, because that is the topic du jour right now, you need to seriously look into what they're presenting to you for where they talk about profit. And here's the bottom line. Most teams make about 10% net net, net profit. Most brokers make only 3% net profit, and and, I'm sorry, I meant gross profit. So most teams will make uh, 10%, that's what the team leader will make before he pays his taxes, before he pays his personal overhead, or her obviously. And that puts them in a position that they're generally speaking, going to make uh, a smidgen. And here's the problem with that uh, scenario, where you're making so little is that you will be very susceptible to changes in the markets. If, your interest, if the interest rates rise and, and buyers step out of the market for 60 to 90 days, this could happen, or if you have an inventory that uh, balance that changes, maybe a builder announces a billion new homes in your market, and all of a sudden your listings start to set, and your cash flow starts to suck, and you have all this fixed cost, that 10% margin that you had in your business will evaporate, and you'll start basically bleeding money. You will have to go into savings, assuming you have any, just to keep your team afloat. Back when, So most of you haven't been in the business for more than 10 years. Most of you have been in the Business that are listening to us for less than five years, so you don't know. But I promise you, if you look back 20 years, 30 years, that's only 30 years really is when teams started. About 25, you know, it was probably in the early 90s is when you really started people starting to uh, celebrate the idea of building teams and then you, and you look to see what happened to a lot of those teams during the recessions, usually what happened was tragedy for the sake of the person that founded the team, especially after the last crash. So many of these big teams, so many of these big rock star agents that had this big staff that used to sell you know, hundreds if not thousands of homes, they literally went bankrupt and many of them haven't come back financially. I know this doesn't sound like a normal real estate thing because I'm telling you something that's not motivational. I'm telling you something that you don't necessarily want to hear, but it's also the truth. So before you make a business decision about forming teams or adding staff, you must do it with the preeminent preeminent idea that profit must come first. And if it's not going to come first, then you cannot do it. And your margins in your real estate practice must remain around 50% or greater or you're making a mistake. Next point, Julie, point 13.
1: Point number 13, adversity and defeat. Napoleon wrote, learn from adversity and defeat everyone faces defeat it may be a stepping stone or a stumbling block depending on the mental attitude with which it is faced failure and pain are one language through which nature speaks to every living creature you are never a failure until you accept defeat as a permanent and quit trying and this is a great quote that people often use from napoleon he said remember that edison failed ten thousand times before perfecting the electric light bulb don't worry if you fail once Every adversity, every failure, and every unpleasant experience carries with it the seed of an equivalent benefit, which may prove to be a blessing in disguise. Now, translated that into something practical for real estate, sometimes I joke that, you know, the real estate gods were trying to teach you a lesson. What did you learn from that? To get you past that stumbling block, some agents will make it their theme song, not just for the week, but for the month or the quarter, or worse yet, for the year when they have some at least perceived big failure, when in fact, you've got to go back to remind yourself every unpleasant experience carries with it the seed of an equivalent benefit. What is the good part in this? And we teach you guys to to say to yourselves, it's too soon to tell. Maybe it was a failure, maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was simply a stepping stone and not a stumbling block that I'm going to learn from and profit from because I'll be able to help more people at a higher level since I had that experience versus, oh my God, you know, the world's coming to an end and I better just be depressed for the next month and not make any money and make it worse. You have a choice, adversity and defeat. So go back to Napoleon's thoughts on that. Anything you want to add to that or we'll do number 14?
0: Uh, too soon to tell. That's basically the yes. Tim, version, uh, Tim and Julie yes. version of that one particular quote. The short just version. basically write that down. That's the short version, right? The practical, tactical version. Uh, it's too soon to tell. If you remind yourself of that, whenever you have a great success, whatever you label as a great success, or whenever you have a great failure, same thing, whenever, you know, if you label as a great failure. Opposed to labeling those things that way, start thinking of them as it's too soon to tell. And that, what that does is it forces your emotions between the lines. You make a $100,000 commission check. Woo, I'm going to go to Vegas. Just tell yourself it's too soon to tell, because when you have that thought, it slows your emotions down, it causes you to think more rationally, it causes you to make better business decisions. And if that, biz- if that deal blows up, and all of a sudden it doesn't close, then guess what? Emotionally you're not so spent. The ups and downs in real estate, guys, that uh, you know, happen in cash flow are oftentimes because we have inconsistent work habits, that's what we teach you guys, to, It's one of the principles of you know, what we do in coaching is try to make it so that you guys work consistently so you get paid consistently. But the thing that you have to also monitor is your ups and downs and your emotions because if you're constantly riding the emotional roller coaster, as most salespeople do, let alone real estate folks do, you will burn yourself out. You will have absolutely no staying power because your body is not designed to you know, experience the super highs that sometimes are associated with real estate, let alone the super lows. So just write that down. Make that your mantra. Uh, it is too soon to tell and keep your emotions between the lines. Next point, Jules.
1: Next point is number 14, creative vision. Napoleon wrote, cultivate creative creative vision. Creative imagination has its base in the subconscious and is the medium through which you recognize new ideas and newly learned facts. Synthetic imagination springs from experience and reason. Creative imagination springs from your commitment to your definite purpose. Imagination recognizes limitations, but creative vision sees none. Your imaginative faculty rather, will become weak through inaction. It can be revived through use. The man who dipped a chunk of ice cream in chocolate and called it Eskimo pie made a fortune for the five seconds of imagination it took to create the idea. I think what he's trying to say here is to think bigger and most importantly to take action on it versus sitting there and waiting for something to happen to you. So creative imagination springs from your commitment to your definite purpose. And Tim, I have to say, I see this on coaching calls when we paint a picture and we'll say, let's just say that your life depended on taking five more listings. And in many cases, it kind of does, (laughs) at least your financial life. So what would you be doing differently than you are now? And isn't it interesting when you have a definite purpose, like take X number of listings by this date, everybody does know what to do and their, their subconscious mind gets busy and gets more creative. And you know what almost always happens next, and I think you'll agree with us. Then they start talking about like the forgotten lead. Well, I could go back and close that guy. I haven't followed up on this person. And it's like this endless flow of, yeah, you do know how to get to that definiteness of purpose. You just have to take action on it.
0: Back to you. Yeah, that's definitely true. Well, that's the reason, guys, you should – when Julie and I were creating the Real Estate Treasure Map, the process we went through – was kind of walking you through uh, this learning process that we're sharing with you in these 17 points. So make sure you guys go and download that. Just go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com. The next point, point number 15, Julie. Maintenance of sound
1: health. Maintain sound health. To maintain a positive mental attitude and develop a healthy mind and body, you must conquer fear and anxiety. Anything that affects your physical health also affects your mental health. A positive mental attitude is the most important quality for sound mental and physical health. Exercise produces both physical and mental buoyancy. It clears sluggishness and dullness from body and mind. If you haven't the willpower to keep your physical body in repair, you lack the power of will to maintain a positive mental attitude in other important circumstances that control your life. And all I have to say about that, Tim, is our TFW challenge is still on. We know that when you have your physical act together, that your fiscal act curiously gets put back into alignment too. And I think Napoleon's talking about that here. When you take care of your physical body, you're taking care of all of these other things too. And lack of doing that is an indication that other parts of the train are off the tracks. That's just a fact. So if you're feeling like there's a struggle financially, it's interesting to think that that doing a better job working out and physically and nutrition and health is actually working on that at the same time. Wouldn't you agree, Tim? Well,
0: yep, and let's make it practical and tactical. So here's what you guys should do. Um, do go to a doctor. Do have your blood work done. You can go to most doctors and blood work and all that's nothing, 50 bucks, something like that. Um, do, have, if you're, do have your hormones checked. Do all those types of things. We're not physicians. We're not you know, medical nutritionists or anything like that. But we do know what works based on literally thousands of coaching clients. The next thing you guys need to deep dive into is a book uh, called uh, Adkins for Life. There's lots and lots and lots. It's like, it's like uh, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, right? He wrote that back in the 20s, and there's been like a billion people that have tried to essentially modernize or put the little spin on some of the things that he said. Julie and I have never done that. We've never taken his work and tried to bastardize it and take credit for it like virtually everyone else does. We say, hey, guys, read the original book. Yes, it's written in sort of some strange English because it's from the 20s, but still read the original book. And that's the same thing with this Adkins for Life book. Go and read the Adkins for Life book. All these other diets. Have come after, or these suggested lifestyles that have come after are essentially just taking Dr. Adkins' research and just kind of trying to put their own spin on it for the sake of selling books. So, do consider reading Adkins for Life. And as far as a workout routine, uh, though longtime listeners will know we loathe this, we strongly suggest Orange Theory. It really does work. Every coaching client we've had that's actually doing it consistently, they post on the private Facebook page how they're losing weight and all the rest of it. So if you're in a situation where you're rolling into the new year and you're not, you don't have the body you want, you don't have the energy you want, do consider those three things. It is a commitment. and it will. The you know, Orange Theory sure. is an hour a day. The Atkins for Life thing is actually pretty easy. It just is changing your eating style and uh, reducing your carb intake. All these things you guys have already been exposed to, by the way. And then as far like what happens after that you know i bet you that most of you will find that when you just start doing those two things that your energy levels will go through the roof you're going to find a level of motivation and excitement that you probably haven't felt for decades so do seriously consider that next point julie
1: next point is number 16 budgeting time and money budget your time and your money you wrote tell me how you use your time and how you spend your money and i will tell you where and what you'll be 10 years from now Take regular inventory of yourself to learn how and where you're spending your time and your money. The secret of getting things done, do it now. I love that. That plays right into one of my favorite uh, mantras. I, I do things now, I get things done. He says, the key to getting things done is to do it now. Time is too precious to be wasted on arguments and discontent. Some mistakes are able to be corrected, except the mistake of wasting time. When time is gone, it is gone forever. And this is why, Tim, we spend so much time in both the Harris Rules book and in the Real Estate Treasure Map, getting all of our listeners and clients really clear on the budgeting of both time and money. Ignoring that is absolutely putting yourself on the fast track to having trouble with both time and money, and they are related. So I'm going to toss it back to you, Tim, so I can get ready for premiere, and then we'll see everybody tomorrow. Back to you.
0: Yeah, so we're going to post these points on the uh, website, timandjulieharris.com. You guys can go and listen to these anytime. But I'm telling you, the easy button is just to download the book. Uh, go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com and get Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate for free. And uh, yeah, guys, consume that over the holiday as you're completing your real estate treasure op. You see what we're doing here intentionally? We're trying to keep you guys in motion. We're trying to keep you so that you don't just basically fall into this complacent sort of lazy mode for the rest of the year. Because when you do that, it's not just – you're not just going to snap out of it January 1st. It doesn't work that way. You're probably going to waste another two or three months before you actually start getting back into action. At that point, you have lost the opportunity to have tremendous momentum for next year. So listen, guys, I'm working on a new post from the website, TimAndJulieHarris.com, and we're talking about 2018 predictions. But And I've been going to all the places I've gone to for the past, like, 15 years every time I've done a post like this. And let me tell you, every single place I'm going is predicting that actually next year is going to be a fantastic year. The overall economy not just in housing but pretty much in everything when people are optimistic they buy real estate when people are optimistic they you know they start there's more velocity of money people don't sit on their hands waiting for the you know the sky to fall so that's what 2018 is going to be like i'm very optimistic about it you need to be as well you know if you have had if you're still psychologically monitor, monitor yourself this question, see it psychologically, you're still uh, licking your wounds from something that happened ten or twelve years ago from the great housing crash. I talked to some of you guys so I know you are. I can hear by the way you verbalize that you are living in fear of something that one day may happen. If you have that mindset, that approach to 2018, you're not going to basically seize the opportunity that's in front of you. You're not going to make 2018 your best year ever because you're always going to be in this preparation mode of the world coming to an end, and you've got to stop that. And even if that's an extreme example, monitor yourself for even variations of that. So enter the year knowing that that's going to be your best year ever. Finish your real estate treasure map. Again, we give you that free when you ask for a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com. And we also give you Napoleon Hill's book, Think and Grow Rich, Enhanced for Real Estate, called Think and Grow Rich Rich for Real Estate. If you guys need us for anything, feel free to email me, tim at timandjulieharris.com or julie at timandjulieharris.com. You guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow.